Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, the queen of toxicity is back, but the boys are back to fucking uh, dissect this album. Um, fellas, how y'all feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. I have no negative energy towards any woman that has... I'm, I'm going to need you to s- stop smacking these fucking yeah, <laughs> boy, chips it. on the podcast, bro. Eating, what do I'm, you do I'm, it? I'm... I'm, I'm I'm eating some gummy. I need you to to hold it down, bro. Need you to hold it down. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I don't have any uh any toxic energy towards any woman that I've dealt with and or has dealt with me, whether we talk or not. Because Summer Walker, she don't need a therapist. She needs God with the therapist because God might slap the shit out of her for the shit she done said on this album. Um, well, Dang, son. I'm gonna say this. Uh, it's too much. The first, the first Summer Walker album, I really, really enjoyed. The second one has not hit me yet, but I am, I'm. I, what I enjoy about that is there was a time where all music seemed to just hit all everything. Like we, oh, nine year olds listening to the same thing, thirty year olds listening to. Women and men listening to the same exact things and, and feeling the same exact things about these songs. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like this is the first album in a long time where there is a little bit of a divide. The women seem to be enjoying this album way more than any man that I know. Um, and in that capacity, I think that's interesting. There's a few and, women uh, that's not jacking it, though. There's a few women that's saying, yo, Summer Walker is cool, but her album, that's not for me. I love my man. I've been seeing those posts. Yeah, but that's not saying that the album, something's wrong with the album. They just, I, I've seen a lot of people say like they just not in that mindset to to feel the ways that she feels. So I I respect that too. I respect that too. Um, but um, so far for me, the album that was not bad. It's not bad. 
it's just not hitting me the same way the first one did. Do you so, want it? Do you want it to hit you the same way the first? Or do you want her to hit you? I don't. I don't know <laughs> what the, the question is there. <laughs> Summer what Walker say, sounds like she wants to put hands on a man. Okay, she sounds like if she had the opportunity, she nah, would do Summer, it. No, no, no. Summer Walker sounds like she wants to put hands on London. <laughs> she name dropped the whole well, album specifically, <laughs> specifically, specifically. Who London. happens to be yes. a man? Not, not, not a man. With all the specificity <laughs> in the world, friend. She wants to put hands on London. I don't know what the fuck London <laughs> did, but I can only a imagine lot. that London, who has multiple baby mothers, Damn. A um, lot. could potentially. Uh, a lot could potentially have fuckboy tendencies. That's all. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, hold, hold, hold the fuck <laughs> up. Ain't no potential. Ain't no potentially shit. Ain't listen. Any <laughs> nigga that will put their girl to the point where she will record an entire project yeah. expressing her dislike and disgruntledness for a particular nigga. If 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 you look up the term <laughs> "fuck nigga" in the dictionary, you London's might see face space. might be there. We got London he on the track there. with a smile on his face, like, like that. With a smile, <laughs> with a thousand gold chains around his neck. You know. Thousand gold chains saying, "What you talking about?" And that's it right there. That's that's it right there. London I might do be there. For sure. I, I I cannot disagree on that. I cannot disagree. Um, but yeah, the album to me so far, it, it's not, it's not a bad project. It just seems like the women are enjoying it a lot more, uh, than I would say the men are. You know what I mean? We so. also got to clarify and you know, I, I might be, I might not be like for this statement, but more specifically, the hood chicks are enjoying it more. Oh shit. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Bro, you know we go, we, we 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 getting killed for that. You know that we getting killed for that one, bro. Listen, I don't, I don't know the demographic. I know a lot of hood chicks personally that are in peas right now. They in the in the peas. They listen to this podcast. I speak to them on a consecutive base, bro. We're definitely getting bodied. Yo, what's good with your fat nigga talking about the hood chick? See it, I see it. Listen, just know I'm eating good, and I'm just speaking the truth. <laughs> okay. I think I low key just feel like the singer wanted to call you fat, bro. <laughs> I lo- I think so too. I think he just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> I don't understand it. I, I don't think he just wanted to so. put it out there. I'm cool with it. You feel me? I'm not bad. Chubby nigga not- season. You feel me? It is chubby nigga season. You it's chubby nigga you season. Plus five right, right now. now. You are well, plus five advantage. You know X said, X said chubby boy again. season like he about to be a chubby. You about to be a chubby boy? X? Nah, I think you holding it down for the both of us. So. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm good. Right. Thanks, sir. All right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we got to talk about this. This crazy situation that I guess happened in Houston. Uh. <sighs> I don't even know where to start with this shit, bro. Travis Scott uh, has turned his Astro World album into an annual festival. Sheesh. And I guess he decided, you know, now would be the best time 
uh, better than ever to return to festivals. And he uh, put it on in Houston. A bunch of artists were on the bill. I think SZA, Roddy Rich, um, Drake was there. Um, I think there was a couple of more people. But during the festival, there was a lot of chaotic shit going on. And there were, I guess, like, uh, I don't even know what the fuck you want to call it. Basically, it was overcrowded. There wasn't that much security there. And the guests at some point felt like they were getting squeezed because everyone was just raging. They're just raging and raging and in a mosh pit type setting. And some people got trampled. Eight people died so far. The count is eight. Um, And I think 300 people got injured was the, the count that they gave out was 300 people got injured. Eight people got killed. And the ages of these people, oh my gosh, it's like, I think it was a 14-year-old boy was the youngest, 16, uh, there was two 21-year-olds, a 27-year-old, 24-year-old, and I think there was someone else in between all of that. One but, person that got trampled uh, said he suffered a heart attack, I mean, he thought he was going to die on the floor, according to the I mean, the shit is wild. Can you imagine that, bro? Like, you're in a sea of people, you fall, you slip and you fall, and they're not... No one's trying to pick you up. They just still stomping and jumping. And when it goes, you she's do. in love with who I am. Well, nah, I don't, I don't even know. If, I don't even know. If it, well, I don't even know if Drake was still there at that time. Um, but I know that. Well, that shit is tragic. Well, that shit is 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 insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Man. Um, the the um, uh, what do you call it? The fire captain, um, according to the news, said he spoke to Travis Scott and his team directly and said, prior to the event happening, he said, "Yo, that there's a safety issue. Be prepared, because I I feel like." Mm. There's a lot happening prior to this event starting. It was already, I guess, before they started, he already spoke to him and the team, and the team was aware, but I don't think the team was prepared. There's a difference between being aware and being underprepared. He wasn't prepared. Like you just said, they didn't have enough security. When the when the young lady walked up, um, up the ladder where they were doing the sound system, um, and then the other dude walked after her and was like, yo, somebody's dead on the floor. And they just still kept going. I was like, yo, I don't think at first they was either taking her serious. But prior, before we heard like people dying and before we heard people getting trampled, wasn't they saying that there was uh, drugs being sold at the concert? So there was mad things that they said. There's like so many different narratives. There's a narrative that says that somebody was going around with a syringe injecting people randomly. Oh, shit. And that a security guard got injected with something and had to be revived um, after being injected with whatever it was that that person um, put in their system. So there was, a, there was a narrative of that, someone running around with just injecting people with stuff. Wow. There was a narrative that there were drugs being sold at the concert, just all types of just willy-nilly. We just out here selling drugs. Um, but also, it's like Travis Scott's uh, demographic. He got all the fucking teeny boppers, man. Right. Niggas is young as hell. So 
even in that capacity, he needed to have a little bit more, I think, of a understanding and presence. Because, like, even from the beginning of the concert, I think everybody was just running in. I saw a video of everybody just running in, security, no security really checking. They just ran through the, the metal detectors and stuff like that in the beginning. And then, of course, you know, the incident started to happen all throughout the concert where if you don't have security, when people start pushing and stuff, who's stopping that? Nobody. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that whole situation seemed... Um, for me personally, I feel like it seemed a little sketchy because I'm just like, if you were made aware prior to the concert happened that there's some security risk that you got to really tighten up on, then not only does Travis's team got to step it up, but HPD should have stepped it up as well, anticipating what the possibilities of the situation can be. So it falls short on both of their sides. And I see people trying to put blame on Travis, but there's no way he can really pay attention to what's happening in that sea of people. You feel me? Like the only thing Travis you know, did wrong is not stop the concert once he saw the the uh, sirens and and lights come in. He should have stopped the concert. He, at that there point. was a time when they were telling him to stop, and he kind of brushed it off, saying, "You know." Y'all want me to stop the concert? Who wants me to stop the concert? Like, yeah. I was watching some of those clips and whatnot um, yesterday, and I was just like, damn, like... He missed it. You know, you got to take these things into consideration, man. Like, you can't you can't brush it off. Like, I know it's amp and all this fun shit, but, you know, like, now you, you have a situation where there's people dead on your hands, hundreds of people injured, you know, and they were, I think they reported like it was over like 50,000 people there, some wild number like that. Wild number. And, but that's you know, what like, happens in this culture of fight against the machine. You know, like I, I always, I always try to caution that because fight against the machine is great until it's not. And this is one of those instances where you think that you're, you're like doing what the crowd wants by fighting against, no, we're not going to stop. Because you know, who's telling me to stop? The police? The county? Da-da-da-da-da. And when it's like, no, the eight people that are dying are asking you to stop. And that's if it was only eight people, my nigga. Yeah, it, it had to be more. I, and I don't want to say that, you know, there's no, un, there's no official count of it being more, but it just feels crazy that because some of these counts, they're like some of these accounts of what happened, the people are like, yo, I seen multiple dead bodies next to me. So how is that happening in multiple different spots and it's only eight? It doesn't really make sense, but That's I don't what know. I'm saying, bro. <laughs> it's it seems a little it seems a little sketchy, but you know, at the end of the day, rest in peace to all those people who lost their lives, man. That shit is unfucking fortunate, man. Like you go to a concert, I can't even imagine sending my child to a concert. You know, they're hype, they they don't spend their saved up their little bread or whatever mm-hmm. and they're like, Yeah, I'm going to this this concert and to learn my child died in a mosh pit. Um, so it's like trampled to death. Trampled. Like that's that's still one of the worst ways to die in my opinion. Yeah, bro. Like 'cause you're you're actively watching it happen. Like you're witnessing your <laughs> you're witnessing your own death. So it's like that shit is unfortunate, man, but um rest in peace to those people man and you know they should have paid more attention to that shit man that's unfortunate yeah yeah and i I, like you said i've seen a lot of people like putting uh 
you know, a lot on Travis and making it seem like it's all his fault. I can't go that far. I can't say that it's all his fault. Um, but I I do wish that he kind of paid a little bit more attention. And the the final thing I think that we got to talk about regarding this thing is I don't know what energy people are expecting after being cooped up in the in a house for two years. Half these people haven't seen a concert in mad long. So what do y'all expect? These cats is going to be on a thousand. So y'all have to account for that. Y'all have to account that niggas, especially with a demo like that, between the ages of 16 and 21 that, that, that Travis has, or right. any of these other young artists that are out here, like, y'all have to account that right. these cats is going to be amped, fiending, jumping, ready to go, because they have not seen a concert in over two years. Or for some, over two years. For others, uh, two years. So, um, Yeah, and you, you know COVID was in the building. COVID, you know, was, COVID was there. COVID was definitely in the, in the building. <laughs> you know, COVID in the back saying, what, what's, what's, what's parlay with y'all? COVID was in the building today. saying, price went up. <laughs> price went up. COVID was definitely was, doing you know, that. You know, COVID was there chilling in the back, you know, taking body count. You know, there <laughs> it goes. So, price also went up for Drink Champs. Round of applause for them. We don't have all the round bells and whistles applause, today. Man. <laughs> yeah, but round of applause for Drink Camp. I think that was a good. Obviously, a good look for podcasting. Um, Facts. It, it allows for, especially like in the podcasting in the urban space, even though Kanye West has come from uh, the hip hop culture, but I think it opens up the door um, for like mm. these big name interviews to continue to happen. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we see a, a Drake interview soon. Hopefully we see some of these bigger, bigger artists like coming on these podcasts and blowing up the culture a little bit more but um how'd y'all feel about that interview uh i didn't i didn't sit through the whole thing but i definitely got a lot of it i definitely saw a lot of uh clips that was cut from the interview uh yo i i I didn't really know kanye was beefing with them niggas like that bro i follow a lot of these artists career i follow big sean's career i follow john legend i grew up on talib Kweli, so to hear what he had to say about these people i'm like Shit is really shit was really wasn't all that good. This label should have been called fucking bad music because the way that he was the way that he was talking about this nigga Big Sean, I was like, wow, wow, okay, that relationship is severed. Kanye West oh, man. knew what he was doing when he got he knew what he was doing when he got on that platform. He knew exactly what that he was. That was an absolutely calculated interview for sure. Very calculated. That, that Definitely. much. Definitely. 100%. That's what I got from it. Honestly, bro, I watched the whole interview. I sat and I watched the whole interview yesterday, actually. Sat down and I watched the whole interview. I fucking, I fucking loved it, to be honest with you. A wonderful interview. I liked it because it was definitely calculated. He wanted to say certain things. He planned on saying certain things, but at the same time, he gave, I guess, what is his truth in a small sense. And shout out to Nori and them, man, for asking the right they questions definitely asked and the right provoking questions. certain conversations. They definitely asked the right questions. 
But um, and allowing him to speak, I think that's one of the biggest things that I got from that that I really enjoyed about that whole interview. They let him just rant. They didn't stop him from ranting. And in the process of him ranting, he dropped a lot of gems that you would have not gotten from nobody else. A lot of things came into perspective. A lot of things made a bit more sense. You know, Kanye gives himself too much credit, but there's a lot of things that he said that actually made me be like, oh, I see why that situation is that way now, or I see why he looks at this situation this way. And some of it came off a little bit on the exaggerate, a bit of an exaggeration sometimes, but it also gave you a, the, the the process to really look in it and be like, yo, like I see what his process is and I see why he feels the way he feels mm-hmm. and why he approached situations a certain way and give you a lot of insight on some of the wacky shit that these celebrities be going, be doing and be going through that we would have never gotten to see outside of this conversation right here. Yeah. You I mean, I, mean, I, so I liked, I think, so this was very similar to the Joe Rogan interview in the sense of a question was asked and then you just let Kanye go, which you're supposed to do if you're interviewing Kanye West. You can't, like, Kanye West is not the type of interview where you can be too combative because then he shuts down, um, which I, I don't like uh, about Kanye's interviewing. But I understand it from the interviewer's standpoint, Um, because I actually hated that they were just like, they were, I don't know. I don't want to say what I want to say, because I don't want to be disrespectful to What? But X don't want to say what what he want to say? Nah, I don't want to, I don't want to say that, because it would come off the wrong way, and that's not what I'm trying to say about Nori. But what I will say is there was too many... It was a softball approach, and it was a lot of like high praise just to give high praise. Like it was just like every time he said something, Nori was just like, "Oh my god, yeah, yo, that that was genius. I, I'm such a fan." And it's like, bruh, like I get it. You you want Kanye to feel comfortable, but it's like, son, he he's Kanye, like. <laughs> We get it. We get it. He's everybody's favorite, but you don't gotta, you don't gotta OD with it. But again, I understand that's the that's the way to get the best out of Kanye. Kanye likes shit like that. Kanye is Yo. gonna answer whatever question you ask him if he feels like you're treating him like the king of God in the room. And so I get it from that standpoint. I just hate it, me personally. I hate when interviewers do stuff like that. But uh, again, I understand the tactic of having to do that with Kanye West, like. You can't give a regular interview to Kanye West. You got to kind of just ask him a question, let him go, and then praise him for the things that he thinks he deserves praise for. But um, I'm sorry. That part of can it. You, can you do the can you do the Nori impersonation again? Nah, I'm cool. Um, but yeah, you're not going to get me off of my point. Um, but I like I, I, I did like what Kanye I like the idea of Kanye just being raw he just was saying whatever was on his mind and i do like that um i don't i don't necessarily think i heard anything that was like overly genius of course like everybody gives him the genius thing and i'm not saying that he's not in certain areas 
Um, but I did also hear him uh, humble himself at certain points because I think he said something along the lines of he's not the best reader. And yeah, he's he, not yeah, the he best. Yeah, he's not the best accountant. Like he 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 doesn't count that well. He doesn't read that well. Um, which I thought was dope, you know, because you don't hear Kanye humble himself that much. The other parts that I thought were kind of cool was him saying like, "Yo, he thinks that Jay Z is selfish," and it was that was interesting to me because he was like using Watch the Throne and he was saying like, "Yo, and Watch the Throne, I was willing to give up songs for my album." to make that album better. But Jay-Z was like, nah, I'm not taking this song off my project and putting it on this. And from that, like he was like, Jay-Z is a selfish type of individual. That's, that's who he is. Not in a bad way, but that's Jay-Z. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder like your contemporaries, like what are the traits that they think you have that may like fall in those type of realms when they're like, mm. nah, I wonder what they say. Yo, XAB is this. You know what I mean? He's just like that. Like, da, 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 da. like that is an interesting component. The Big Sean thing, we all seen that house falling apart for a long period of time. Like, nobody was saying nothing, but we all knew what was happening. I, don't, I felt like I all mean, of us I knew, knew. I knew Big Sean was unhappy from the time he, 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 when he got signed to Good Music, he said on radio he really wanted to sign a Rockefeller. Mm. He said that. And Damn. you know Kanye ain't like that like, shit. He he never really wanted to sign to Kanye. It was just that Kanye, he figured Kanye was a good opportunity and he went with it. But him and Kanye never had a good relationship from Jump Street. So it was one of those situations where he kind of went. But it's kind of weird that he said that, though, because I'm just like, you got 10 million records out of Big Sean, though. So what what made you say he's the worst decision you made? Maybe because of your personalities, but business-wise... That wasn't a bad deal that you signed with Sean. Yeah, no, that was a that was a weird thing to me, to be honest. That he said that, I didn't understand that at all. Like, yeah, first I felt of like all, that was a diss. I that think Sean a, just gave Nick, him the hardest time. Yeah, he did. And then you got to understand too, like Big Sean actually helped Kanye a lot when Big Sean came out because it wasn't like Kanye was on a decline. But to me, Big Sean was like a much more animated version of what Kanye West could have been. Because there's a lot of records, a lot of old Big Sean records where Big Sean sound just like fucking Kanye. And I was just like, you guys don't see that this man is indirectly giving you praise lyrically, giving you praise uh, uh, indirectly, creatively, giving you praise through music, through songs, through us and, you know, ebbs and flows and ad-libs and shit like that. I think... Kanye probably has the same issue with fucking Chance the Rapper. He definitely had the same issue with Consequence. He definitely had the same issue with a lot of people when Kanye, when Kanye did late registration. You don't hear about the motherfuckers that was fucking with Kanye no more. There's a lot of those artists that came from where Kanye comes from. Kanye don't even talk about them artists and, and them artists don't talk about Kanye. When Kanye first came out, there was a lot of most deaf, uh, most deaf records, a lot of Talib Kweli records. A lot of records like that that had those type of artists, those type of um, conscious artists on them. As Kanye started to get bigger, what happened? You start to see the divide. I guarantee right now, if we go to a fucking Talib Kweli, I forgot the name of his podcast, but Talib Kweli, I, I think it's called The People's Champ or, or something like that with the people. You, we would probably hear Talib Kweli talking about Kanye in a way that we would not probably be surprised about because Kanye has violated a lot of these people, not 
in terms of the music sense, but even himself, to call Hove selfish, Kanye, you probably more selfish than most people would like to admit. And that's probably the truth. Yeah, I mean, I just think that for that interview, he brought up the Jay-Z situation. He talked about Drake in a certain manner, and it made it made me look at Drake as what I thought Drake is behind the scenes. Beyond the, the lover boy shit, I'm just like, Drake seems like the type of petty-ass nigga that would do some, like, some low-key wild shit. But yeah, that's Drake. <laughs> um, but I also feel about, like Drake um, is the type that doesn't do nothing unless he's provoked. And I feel like Kanye, Kanye low-key exposed himself too. Because he tried to, you know, he was saying like, yo, I think Drake is, what y'all don't understand is I love Drake and da-da-da-da with Drake. But I also think at the end of the day, he also exposed that, yeah, I probably did some wild shit to Drake. And that's why Drake is doing the petty shit that he's doing because I started the shit. Like, you can't convince me that that Drake started this beef. Drake was the younger cat out of the two of them. He idolized Kanye at some point, and somewhere there was a fraction. And, I it, I mean, everybody points to it that Kanye got jealous of Drake, and it, it started off with the singing shit because Drake could sing better than him. Um, and so like Drake found the formula with that and did it better than Kanye. And a lot of people said that behind the scenes, Kanye kind of felt some type of way about that. But beyond that, I don't know, man, Kanye, Kanye clearly is not a hundred percent there. I mean, we don't have to keep harping on that. We all know that it was on display, but I do feel like he articulated himself in a way better fashion than he has in the past. Yeah, I think he articulated himself pretty well. He and you could tell he wanted to talk more about other things because he brought up certain things with Kim, like in like in other times where he didn't have to bring it up again. Yeah, hey, he, hey, Kanye, I think he, it, it's over. <laughs> yeah, like it's, o- it's it over, is, but sir. it's like I think he wanted Thank to God. make a point. I'm glad he made that point with Kim though, because I'm just like there's certain things happening in the household that that you know, people might have been putting into Kim's ear about him or whatever, but it just gave you a different side of the fence because, you know, the Kardash- the Kardashians are making it seem like he was just flying off the roof, dangling in the wind like a kite. Mm. So I'm just glad he kind of put certain things into perspective. I mean, at the end of the day, media is going to put it a certain way. I just think he wanted to put, get his word out there and get, get let people get an understanding of his perception of things. And and that that for me is good enough because a lot there's a lot of hidden meanings beyond this thing about you know while unnecessary unnecessary shit happening in the industry as well that he kind of exposed and I was just like mm, yeah no I think that that was an interesting thing I think a lot of people are harping on that as well like some of the commentary about the industry and and I would say that that was the to me those were the best components of the interviewers him exposing kind of what the word rapper really means in the industry to today and ha- what it's always meant. Like, rapper has always meant nigger in terms of the artistic realm. And I think him breaking that down in different ways, because I don't know if anybody remembers, but I think in 2013 or right before Dark Twisted Fantasy, maybe, no, it was when, when 808s and Heartbreaks came out. 
Um, Kanye has said, I don't want to be a rapper. Like, I don't want to be a rapper forever. And I think I think I remember um, hearing him say that. Yeah, yeah he said, I don't want to be a rapper and I don't want to be a rapper forever. At some point, I need to expand out of this. And I think the interviewer asked them, like, asked Kanye, like, why? Why would you say that? Like, why don't you want to be considered a rapper? And he was like, and that's when he used to refer back to Walt Disney a lot. And he was like, yo, Walt Disney, da 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 da. Like, I want to be as big as Walt Disney, and I can't do that if y'all keep labeling me a, a rapper. So he's been battling this idea of being considered a hip hop artist or rapper for a long period of time because he's like. That's their way of making you seem like you are like minuscule. You're nothing. You're just a bug on the entertainment windshield. When in fact, it's like, why don't they call me a billionaire? Or why don't they call me a CEO? Why don't they call me an entrepreneur? Why don't they call me these things that they actually respect? They want to call me a hip hop artist or a rapper because that's a way of keeping me in my place. That's a way of making it seem like, I'm just this little fry in the room when it's like, no, your CEOs that are the head of houses worked for me at some point. And I thought that that like that was when he was really in his bag. I felt like that's when Kanye shined the most during this interview is like when he kind of articulated some of those points and and uh, spoke about those things. I think when he got to the messy shit, he kind of he kind of hurt himself a little bit. Like the big shot digs weren't necessary. <laughs> Like the saying, oh, yeah, I put everybody in a group text and reminded them that combined, they still are not worth as much as I'm worth. Like shit like that. Yo. Is like he was like Jay-Z was in the group text. Drake was in the group chat text. Couple of Virgil was in the group text. Yeah, I group text everybody and reminded them they still <laughs> combined and not worth as much as I'm worth. And I'm like, ah, right, shit like that is why niggas don't fuck with you, Kanye. <laughs> like, that's why Jay-Z don't fuck with you. <laughs> that that would have rubbed anybody the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, like what? I, when he said that, I was just like, damn, yeah. Like, if that the nigga said combined, shit, right? That's, that's the arrogant. most arrogant shit that I ever heard someone even said, son. Like, that's <laughs> arrogant as fuck. Could you imagine oh you God. get a Christmas group text? And it's some nigga talking about yeah, happy, Merry Christmas, <laughs> niggas. Want to remind y'all <laughs> in case y'all niggas forgot. <laughs> in case y'all niggas need <laughs> reminding. <laughs> Fucking straightening in the background. Just a little bit of straightening in the background. Y'all niggas can bind and not work as much as me, nigga. <laughs> Fuck is you talking about? Just a little bit of straightening, you know? <laughs> a little bit of straightening, letting y'all niggas know. That's why he thought along his bag. That's probably why he thought Jay Z was sending shooters to his house because he didn't said some shit and Jay Z was like, "Word, <laughs> word." Let's see whose bag is going to get these killers out real quick. <laughs> Fuck is you talking about, nigga? Yeah, that would rub anybody the wrong way. I mean, granted, as much as I enjoyed the interview, one thing that I agree with you on, he did say a lot of messy things. But it's it one of those. It was one of those for the culture things, man. It was needed. It was needed. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for the interview overall. Though I'm like for Kanye, though it was messy. It shouldn't. He. This is why niggas don't fuck with him. But for the interview, highly entertaining. <laughs> highly entertaining, son. And the he culture needed it, like that. you said. The culture didn't need yeah. it. It didn't. It needed it. I just got to say, son, there's one thing he said in the interview that rubbed me deeply the wrong way. 
and I had pondering thoughts. I went to bed last night sleeping about it. And it's when, when the, it's when the nigga said he doesn't have a house and his house travels with him and his home is wherever his kids are or whenever he speaks yeah, to one speaks of his children. To- that's what he considers north. Home. He considers that home, but it's north. House. And he said north specifically. Yeah, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna go more than that. Yeah, we ain't going. But <laughs> but um, he says his home, his house, is whatever size you know book bag, bag he or, got, yeah, or bag he's traveling with at that time. So you know how big his house is is, is how big whatever he's traveling with is is at at that time and i was just like is that really what some of these dudes is doing like there's a lot of rich dudes that do that like justin bieber doesn't own a house you feel me like justin bieber rents uh, a property six months to a year at a time but he doesn't actually own a home sheesh when you're you ultra me? rich I, you could do goofy shit like that but you i was about to say like when you're mad rich you could Cause that's it, goofy. It made me it, realize how it's goofy. Like, it is goofy. I'm not but gonna it's just let like, them get right. that one off and act like that's like the new wave of shit to do. No, it's, it's 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 not. It's not a smart decision. <laughs> it's not. It just made me realize, like, yo, like when you got that much money, you can make that level of silly billy decisions. And you know, it made me also realize that these niggas aren't stagnant. Like, you know, no. their lifestyle is so different. And, you know, it's just like, damn, is this the life he's really living at this point now? It's like constantly on the go, crashing on niggas' couches and shit. I'm just like, nigga, you too rich for that shit. But it, it bothered me a little bit when I was hearing him talk about that shit. But it's a it's a status thing. And Kanye was trying to make it seem like it, it was a humbling thing, but it's a status thing. It's Apparently, it's a new wave right now where a lot of ultra-rich people are just getting like backpacks and just crashing in different houses across the world like they fucking Batman or some shit Bruce Wayne in the Dark Knight or some something where they just going to England and they have some friends that live in England so they'll stay at their crib for like 6 to 8 months but you're talking about ultra rich people that have 50 guest houses in one fucking yeah. so you actually have like a hotel you're actually living at a hotel if you making fifty k and under, don't try and, and and go chill at your friend in Detroit's uh, apartment because the nigga's gonna give you a couch, my nigga. You ain't gonna get no guest couch room and <laughs> two days, nigga. A couch and forty eight hours, friend. <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna supposed to be like, I'm trying to fuck. nigga hit you with like, so yeah, you you, <laughs> you got some bread towards his groceries or something. Yeah, like, my nigga, like, what's up, yeah, nigga? Like, Ultra rich niggas, but I got butlers that are catering to the house. For the day, Yo. yes. Make sure you get an extra plate for my guests. Like, don't get yeah, caught up different. in the hype. Don't be one of these yeah, niggas don't... that start trying to float around, uh, fucking the United <laughs> States with a you backpack. You called a bum nigga two months into it, bro. <laughs> there will be posts about you on Facebook Facts. calling you a bum nigga. Just Facts. know that. <laughs> Just know that. These are niggas that at any moment they could be like, "I'm buying the building. Now let me stay here. <laughs> like, now let me stay here." Yep. <laughs> so. Yep. You can't oh. put a nigga like that out. Or you imagine, you imagine that shit, bro. You imagine you have a millionaire friend, and he comes to your crib talking about, yeah, let me crash here for two weeks. How do you tell 
this nigga your to get out. Your millionaire friend that, yo, you, you, you got a role, bro. Yeah. That nigga's going to be, how much your house costs again? <laughs> Is it on escrow? No? Okay. That's a fact. You can't, can't even kick nigga. You can't kick Kanye out your crib. No. Kanye you roll Kanye up with a book crib. bag. Yeah, that nigga going... That nigga say he got 80 accounts. Give me one of them accounts, yeah, bro. Yeah, Give me yeah. one of them accounts. So, it's like... <laughs> We talking we talking a different ball game. We talking an entirely different ball game at that time. So none of y'all get inspired to do that goofy shit. Get yourself a house or, or a permanent place to stay. But I did like what he said about it because it is the truth in terms of people use housing as an, another. Everything is status. Let's get that it's out of the way. It's a status symbol. We Everything know that. Everything is status. But people definitely use houses and where you live and what you live in to determine who the fuck you are. So what happens when you, when you don't have, and you're ultra rich and you don't have a house? Again, ultra rich is the key factor there. Because if you don't have money and you don't have a house, you're called homeless. Okay, that's Fact, what yeah. they call. That's the name for you. But when you that's have bad bread and they can't point to, oh well, Kanye lives in Calabasas. You know the Calabasas types. That's all of the the entertainers with money. Like that's what he is. But uh, if you want the ultra rich techies, then they're over in fucking what's what's the spot that they supposed to 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 stay at? The y'all y'all remember? Wherever Mark Zuckerberg and all them niggas live, Silla, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Valley. There you go. Yeah, that's the te- those are the real. Those are the real money are, makers. Oh, you go over there, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you got a hundred million? <laughs> that's very nice." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's quaint. That's quaint. <laughs> so, like, what happens when you know the nigga's worth nine billion dollars and he says he doesn't have a crib? Now, what do you call? You can't. You can't pinpoint him. You can't say nothing. You can't say, "Oh, he's in this status class." And I did like that component. It's just that you you talking a whole nother ball game that niggas can't even comprehend because they're not going to play that they then they can't that, that's play why that i game. couldn't sleep bro i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't wrap my mind around it because i just like he's worth over a billion just over a billion he claims he's and worth this nine nigga, billion he anything over a billion <laughs> is stupidly rich to me bro yeah, that, it don't make so no you're wealthy you're wealthy if you're worth more than a billion dollars you gooch you gooch sir you gooch gooch. Yeah. You gooch that you getting your gooch licked. You gooch. That's yeah. the type of gooch Facts. you are. Facts. So, yeah, n- nice and wet. Yeah. Nice and wet. Uh, that's the one yeah. time I agree with this nigga <laughs> on that. It's nice and wet. Uh, that That's the level of wealth you are in if you're worth more than a billion dollars, my friend. <laughs> so you telling me you don't got a crib, I'm just like, but why? I'm confused. But why? I'm hurt. But why? Yeah. He has land, and he made that very, he's like, yeah, I got land. More than enough of that, but a house isn't relevant for him when you got people. This nigga said he went to France and the CEO of Balenciaga came and picked him up. And after that, I zoned out for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was. I, I'm just like, <laughs> I didn't know what type of life I was living. Yo, I really be. Yo, I can't listen to niggas like that for too long, bro. No, nah, son. It makes me realize I'm not doing enough, bro. bro That's what's I'm getting me upset, ant. man. I'm an ant. On a fucking, on a, a large ass farm, my... bro. Compared Shit, to these I'm niggas, a, I'm an ant in the fucking Empire State Building, yeah. the CEO. in the basement floor. 
That's of Balenciaga. That's... Niggas that wear Balenciaga can't even spell Balenciaga. <laughs> Niggas don't even know what Balenciaga means. They're crazy. Shit. Nigga, you, 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 niggas can't even go to Balenciaga and get a shopper. These That's niggas a got. Fuck. <laughs> this nigga got the CEO of Balenciaga. Nigga, you can't even go to Bloomingdale and a fucking escort come and talk about. Let me take you and show you around, nigga. Yeah, nah. This nigga got the CEO to, to pick, pick him, him up. up and gave him free clothes at that. Free undies, <laughs> bro. Balenciaga undies, bro. The nigga said. He's at a point where he doesn't even think he had a, his money isn't worth it no more. He doesn't even got to spend bread. That's oh, rich. shit. That's man. rich. That's different. God damn. But I like that, though, because honestly, you don't need money to get that, though. That, nope. You can nope. build that off a of character and name. Yep. And I think Kanye, people are doing it because he's rich. But the common man can also create a wealth that way. And if that's what Kanye is trying to move the world to, is create a wealth of, like, where money doesn't mean anything, you're doing it off the strength of who that individual is, whether it's through character or other means. I kind of fuck with that. That that's that's some revolutionary shit that I could see him um, trying to do. Uh, only rich people could do that type of shit, bro. You can't come to me and mean you is broke. I don't know. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. Hold up, hold up. Distinguish is next. Distinguish is next. I don't know, fam. We we gotta work something out. I've been but talking about we... this on a podcast for years. I operate off of no money, and I'm still blessed in a lot of ways. I look way, way, way up, and I don't have problems. I have friends, so I'm always gonna be okay. Was that a poem? Oh, <laughs> no. I'm just saying. I agree with. The sentiment that you share about Kanye, because the way that he's moving, if that is, quote unquote, the goal, even if that's not the goal for him, that's a fucking goal. That's a major flex. Yeah. Going yeah. somewhere to a country that's not yours and the CEO of one of the top brands worldwide, we're talking global, is picking you up and then giving you free shit. It's not just because you're Kanye West. In this event, it is because it's Kanye West and because he's rich. But what speaks more volumes about Kanye is his attitude, whether people call it arrogance, humility, or if they call it just him being himself, him being his free thinker, whatever the fuck it is, all of those things give him value. And yeah. they ever, they'll, they'll never do it. He's done certain records nobody will ever ever they'll they'll never do it he's done certain records nobody will ever nobody will ever be able to do again because the impact that he's had i mean this guy got the fucking vanguard award like we're talking about kanye omaru west we're talking about that guy you know donda's son donda donda we're talking about that motherfucker however at a certain level of confidence arrogance swag um uniqueness that you have to have if you're gonna be able to duplicate what he's doing outside of music just him being who he is because like i said the common man could get that you know what i mean there's a lot of shit that i'm pretty sure that we've gotten that we're probably not gonna ever discuss on a platform because that just wouldn't make no fun that shit just don't make no sense but people do it off the strength because of who the fuck we are 
There's, there's probably niggas right now that'll do something for D-Flow that D-Flow could never talk about on this podcast. Just because of who the fuck that nigga is and what he represented when he was in Belize and probably what he still represents now. Same thing with you, XAB. It's probably some chicks that you don't know that probably do some next level shit. And it's like, damn, I got to I gotta give her commissary money forever. You know what I mean? And we're not going to talk about me because niggas already think I do shit that I'm like, I never heard of that. But okay. That's how you feel. Yeah, and, and sidebar, not to mention, this nigga <laughs> probably done spent six figures or millions of dollars supporting of these brands or has done favors for these brands to help them in certain things or promoted their brands and through him talking about their brands have brought them millions upon millions of dollars. I think that's actually a great point is because all money does is whatever level of whatever you had, it just elevates it to the next level. So like the amount of favors that I think we do at this level, we can all point at and be like, yo, I did that crazy ass favor for so-and-so. But imagine how crazy the favor is when you're talking about millions or or you're in a room oh, yes. with millionaires and what type of favors they may need that you got to get done that might bring their brand up three. Like I think about the favors I do at my job and I'd be like, yo, I really went out of my way for that shit. Like I really pushed myself <laughs> to get this shit together. Imagine what you doing at, as a favor for Balenciaga? Like, I don't that's know. That's what I'm saying, bro. I don't know what it is. <laughs> that that That's really what it comes down to. And, and imagining it for like that or for what he did for Louis Vuitton or what he did for this one. I think Kanye West low-key made Louis Vuitton popping for hip-hop. Mm. Like, it wasn't that popping prior to him in the game. Sales went up. There's a lot of artists that do that for brands right now. There's a lot of artists that single-handedly put a brand on their back and elevate that brand to the next level. His name is Gucci, okay? His name is Gucci, man. <laughs> okay. His we can't even talk about what, what, what hip-hop has done for Gucci yeah, itself. About it. All these That's brands. a fact. Fendi, Prada. Fendi, Prada. Yo, like, shit. I got Dior. Culture. I got I got Dior frames on right now. Y'all know I got the Gucci shit behind me. And I did that, and I and I did that based off a rap song. Mm. I did that just based off a rap song. Yeah, there's mad brands that Supreme nigga, nobody would have known about Supreme if, if it wasn't for hip hop. Yeah, what the fuck is a Supreme, my nigga? Nobody would have cared, bro. Hip hop single handedly made Supreme an iconic brand that it is right now. Same thing with Off White with Virgil. Off White, man, I I don't mm. even know what what Off. I've never even seen an Off. I've never seen an Off White brand. Off White brand before, bro. I, I've never seen. Maybe people rock it, but I don't know what it is. But I've heard about it. Yeah, you probably seen it and didn't know what the fuck it was. That that's, that's probably exactly that's what, what it was. was. And probably, probably that's probably what it is. Buy it. But probably will hey. never buy. It. Facts. But definitely won't buy. It, so. Yeah, I mean, hip hop is single handedly definitely a branding and advertising like machine and it doesn't get the credit for it enough and i think that's another thing that kanye kind of highlighted again in him saying that they they look at rappers like niggas and that's that's really what you are to them you ain't nothing else but a nigga as a rapper in the entertainment industry it isn't until you start to really be in these rooms with some of these people that you realize oh that's Kanye, the XYZ, way more than just a, a rapper and an entertainer. But um, 
What I also found interesting this weekend, I don't know if y'all y'all did, Chris Sales, which is Queen Naja's ex, and that uh, shit was goofy as fuck. A girl named Leslie, which is Queen Naja's current boyfriend's ex girlfriend, they decided that they wanted to link up and take a picture with her writing on Chris Sales. Uh, I don't, I don't distinguish. Cause you, could you please, could you please bring us into this conversation? Cause I don't know what to say at this point in time, bro. I need you to help me. This is what I think. I think deep down when I saw it, I was like, what type of goofy shit is this? <laughs> and the nigga just look, he looked too happy. He, he looked, looked way too happy. He looked way, I mean, she looked happy too, but he looked extra happy. Like, yeah, I'm finally going to get back at this girl. Uh huh. She's going to be mad when she see this shit. Uh huh. And it's like, bro, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares, bro. Like, it's, it's sad to say it was a, it looked like it was a fun, dope photo shoot, but nobody cares. You know, she's, Queen Naja is happy. This um, nigga's obsessed, bro. Yeah, yeah. I think, I really think deep down inside, and I think this is the fear. He, him doing the, that photo shoot exposed why a lot of women be like, yo, after me and a nigga stop talking, that's it. Because this is the type of shit that I fear. Nigga doing shit like this. Nah, that shit nigga was doing the goofiest like thing that. I've seen in a long Silly time. Silly Billy. That's the goofiest shit I've seen in a long time. I have not Ever. seen uh, a man devalue himself <laughs> that much in a long time. Like, yeah. What was the purpose of that? What is the purpose of the two? I was about to say, that? what was the goal? Y'all, y'all thought y'all was gonna get the mat. That had to be the only goal. There was no other How? goal behind behind that. There's there's no other goal. Like I can't see nothing else besides you thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna get a call after this one. Like nigga, what goofy shit is you on? I can't, son. I can't. And for her, for the for the woman to also be with it. Also lets me know, damn, she doesn't value herself either. God damn, y'all both some valueless motherfuckers. God damn. Yeah, y'all willing to do all of that for what? A shade room repost? That's it. But you know, nope. nowadays that that's worth it for some people nowadays, man. Which is crazy. It's really That's crazy. where we at right now on social media. People will literally do shit like that knowing it's going to get some type of post. They go viral for 10 minutes and... That validates all that bullshit. Yeah, that made their so, fucking day. It's crazy, man. Uh, Versus decided it wanted to highlight Call of Duty um, as part of its platform this week. How do y'all feel about that? Did y'all see it? Um, I didn't see no. it, but I think it was a great. I I, I think it's a great thing. Um, because you know we we talked about this a while back versus is trying to find different ways different methods of trying to keep their engagement going as let's face niggas is back outside and we already told we already said this on the podcast but we're going to regurgitate it again for the people that probably do listen to the podcast that fuck with versus or 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 are in some type of affiliation with versus or trilla you guys need Distinguish XAB and D Flow part of your team because we can help bring fresh and innovative ideas to get the ball rolling. There's a lot of shit that y'all slacking in, but we got you. We may not have the analytics and shit that y'all need, but we definitely got the creativity and we got the fucking support of our listeners to help get y'all to the next level. 
The gaming shit is cool. I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's cool. Probably would have been better if they maybe did it like on a holiday, like maybe Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas, some shit like that. But I think they was trying it to see what would it yeah, do. Yeah, that was a test. Now, they were trying to see what to it do. It was a test, that. and I, I don't I don't know if these test results are good. I don't know. They, the only thing I could think about as to why they would do that for Call of Duty is because I know the new Vanguard game came yeah, out on Vanguard. Friday. It was for Vanguard. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I that's mean, they, I figured they had about 10,000 people on the stream, which you know in terms of new versus numbers is pretty low. but Very low. Um. I think it was a test, and they it it seemed like they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do with it. They had T Pain up there at one point with Big Sean, um, Little Tekka, and Big Boy, and uh, somebody else was up there, and uh, I think Little John I think was there, and they were like on two different teams, and I guess they were going to play each other. Then they had this random dude I think who was like a a big Call of Duty player and he was trying to be charismatic but you know gamers are awkward so his shit was coming off awkward and it was like y'all didn't really put this together the way i think y'all wanted to y'all probably should have either uh highlighted the gaming community specifically and threw a little bit of of hip-hop in there maybe had like the the teams from the the latest esports or whatever um uh, situation that may have came up before, but y'all just keep, it was like y'all was trying to be hip-hop, but then sprinkling in gaming, and so I don't think it did what they wanted it to, but at the same time, I do feel like they're testing it, because like you said, Distinguished, they're trying to find new markets. They want to they wanna go beyond just verses and music. They want to start doing Verses in comedy. They want to start doing verses in. Sports. They want to be Walt like, Disney. They want to be Walt Disney. Figure that out. They want to be the first to do it before somebody else takes that versus concept and puts it in a different genre of shit and makes it pop. That's really what it is. Don't be right. Don't be surprised if they start bringing in these white people to do verses, man. Don't oh, yeah, be it's surprised. Coming. It's coming. It's going to be definitely. a crossover. We, we we know that's down the pipeline. It's going to be a crossover motherfucker first. It's going to be like Justin Bieber versus JT. Like, it's yeah, going to yeah, be something yeah. like see, that. I can see some shit like that. Where the black people still like want to watch it. And the next thing you know is going to be Bruce Springsteen versus the uh, Chili Peppers. <laughs> like it's, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't knock it. I mean, shit, I feel like that shit is going to take, that's definitely going to take their uh, production value to another level. So they should definitely look into it. I mean, I feel like, they're trying to do as much as possible for because we have verses, but this is also like similar to what we've talked about. Like this concept of verses is a very old concept. What they're doing by doing it the way they do it is different. But we've seen shit like this on MTV already. We've seen shit like this on VH1. We we've seen this show before, but these are brand new episodes. And it, and yeah. The- they really should bring that shit the Technology back. is the only thing that reinvigorated the same, like, even if you think about, like, celebrity deathmatch, even though it's not That's the true. thing, That's true. it is that concept that was my, my shit, fuck too. with that, too, bro. Celebrity deathmatch, damn, so They need to bring fun. that back. They do. Um, but even if you, if you think about- I don't know, man. Too, much, too, sen- too much sensitive people. People might- 
Twitch, you might get canceled for that shit. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I agree. They they it's the it's this concept just only got reinvigorated because Instagram and social media. That's it. And so they just need to ride this wave as as much as possible. And opening it up to different things is probably gonna give it a little bit more longevity than uh what it what it probably was projected to have originally. So uh we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully they get the game and shit right though. Cause that is the future. That's about to be the next big thing, I think. That is the future, man. I hope they figure it out. But let's see, man, because that that's getting stretched kind of thin. So <laughs> they got to figure out a way to make that shit work or else that shit's going to be turn out to be a bad investment for Troll. Yeah. Um. So JT from the City Girls, not the other one, uh, was on live or something. And I guess fans were asking her, like, why they never see her with Young Miami. Why are they always separate? And her response was, they are friends for different things. So she's like, they're like work friends. They're, they're friends that you can always do work with. They're friends that you go out and party with. They're friends that you chill at home with. Blah, blah, blah. She was like, I think her and Young Miami are like chill friends and they're work friends. But they're not like the go to the club friends. So... I mean, for me, I agree with that sentiment to some extent. Like, there are, there are like, different layers of friends. There's those friends that no matter what y'all do, it's always going to be lit. Because y'all just got that bond that y'all could be in the club, it's going to be lit. Y'all could go to dinner, it's going to be lit. Y'all could chill, it's going to be lit. But then you got that next tier of friends where they have to be put in separate groups. And I spoke about this before in terms of, like, like I got my, yo, last I could call these niggas last minute, we going to the club. And it's gonna be gonna be chill, or they're gonna be down for it. You got those friends that you like go out to plays or whatever with because they can actually appreciate it with you um, and things like that. What's your take on young? Well, J, JT's uh, feel sentiments about Young Miami because you would presume they're like the best of friends. Yeah, I mean, when she said what she said, that shit honestly. And I, I wish we was in the office to actually have this conversation, but um, I guess we're going to have it now. It kind of made me question what type of friendship dynamic would we all three have if we didn't also include the podcast? What type of friendship dynamic would we all three have if we just left it at music? And we didn't do anything else. We just, every time we talked or met up or anytime we discussed anything, it was about music. Because when we all first originally met each other, um, I, I got to speak for me because I didn't meet you, Flo, when X met you. I met you shortly thereafter. The majority of our time was spent around a number of things. Music, parties, clubs, shows, networking parties, Birthday parties, uh, trips, all type of shit. And it's like, as we got older, um, D-Flow starts to build his family more. Um, XAB uh, creates this fucking fire-ass podcast, which we're on now. And then uh, a few years after our friendship, I fucking start a business. And mm-hmm. it's like the priorities and... 
uh, I guess I would say, um, direction of where we were going was going in other places, but the core was still music. The core was still uh, podcast. The core was still this. But then I think about the moments that we never shared. Like, I've never played a video game with none of y'all. I never played a sports activity with none of y'all. Like, I never, you know what I mean? And then it made me think, is that a part of the friendship that I want now because of what JT said? Or is that a part of the friendship that should also come naturally because that's not really what put us together as friends? So she honestly had me in my feelings. I ain't going to lie. Like, she had me really I mean, thinking, like, really deep. That's a super dope breakdown, to be honest. I, I that didn't is. think the last thing that you said in terms of, like, do I want it because she said it or do I want it because that should naturally be part of friendship? I I mean, this is definitely Patreon uh, content, but we can get into it here too. Facts, <laughs> bro. This shit can get deep. This shit can get deep. Um, I think... Damn, I'm about to say something real. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want nobody to take it the wrong way, but I'm going to just say it. I think somewhere along the line, we fucked up the friendship. To be honest, and that doesn't mean that we don't have the friendship. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there there was a moment in time. I don't know if y'all all remember. This is why this is really Patreon shit, but fuck <laughs> it, we here. Um, there was a moment in time where the core just broke up. Like we got to a point where we were all really close, but it was centered around music. It was about like, yo, you know what I mean? Cool, come to the crib and come record some shit or or we might go out to dinner based off of like, yo, we just we just put like three songs together. We about to go get some food. We finna go eat. Um, right. I will. I remember though because me and Flo did start connecting before everybody else. Me and Flo did establish that yo, not this ain't music shit. We just chilling thing before everybody else. Cause I'll never forget. I don't know if Flo remembers this, but I'll never forget. It was one of my birthdays. And I was like, yo, I want to go to this club. And I feel like I might have asked mad people or or like mad people said they was going to come and then they 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 did it at the last moment. And it was just me and Flo. And we was oh, in this big ass yeah. club. It was, yeah, it was we were so turning crazy, up though. Crazy we club wilding out. Me and him was having a fucking blast. Time of our life. We was having we was having a great time. So I was like, around that time is when I was like, oh yeah, now nah, me and Flo is just it, it's not even about music. It's, it's just me and Flo just chill. We vibe. Um, but I think, I don't remember when it was. I think it might have been around Winter Circle towards the end of it or whatever. Well, I was about so, to say that, but I didn't know how deep we was going to do this. Like, yo, this we shit can get we deep. Here. This we shit can get niggas, deep. Y'all niggas trying. Y'all niggas <laughs> trying to go too things. far. Listen. There's two, there's two things that happened. <laughs> Winter Circle <laughs> and the Creative hey, Mind Show. And the creative and mantra girl, for keeping it on. Keep it, you, right. How, how I'm, much I'm, we gonna I'm keep a, it a stack? That's what happened. All right. I'm, that's I'm what gonna keep it a stack with both of y'all right now, right? And I could tell you because I know exactly when this point is because <laughs> <laughs> I think Flo was affected the most at that time. I actually oh, was wow. the most, and it's funny because I feel like I was the most affected, but I feel like at the same time I kind of put distance between everyone personally, and that's what caused the split to happen. I was, it's funny because I was telling Tiff this shit. Not the other day, but a couple months back. And I think it was around the time when it was either X or Distinguished that rehashed the possibility of doing Winning Circle. And I was like, yo, they're talking about doing Winning Circle. And it's like everybody was kind of in my ear at the same time about it. And I was just like, yo, it's like, I told him, I was like, you know, and it was, 
I want to say it was. Damn, so we about to go real deep into some shit right now. <laughs> Yo, it had to this be. This is what they need to know what they're going to get when Patreon when we start our Patreon when Patreon channel. comes around. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. So, <laughs> that's a fact. Just so the listeners can give an understanding because they see us talking when they don't know how long our friendships really right like, go yeah, back. That's true. That's true. That's so, um, and how deep some of our friendships really are because at the end of the day, X and Distinguish are really we're not just friends; these are my brothers. That's like, I right. really do respect, and I treat these niggas like my brothers. I would knock a nigga in the head with a bottle for one that's of these a niggas. Fact. Even when we don't like so, each other. I, ain't no, man, I, ain't, that, <laughs> that's nothing. That, I don't feel no way about it because it's just how shit is. And, and I can like, say yeah. that on the podcast. There are times where I don't like these niggas, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> these niggas like that. <laughs> and y'all niggas know because it, y'all might not hear from me for a little bit. But but it, it does happen really. These niggas is bugging out, but... Mostly the same. That's how it be. It's, 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 it's mostly like the, and you just. I'll be like, thing. yo, these niggas is doing too much. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call this nigga tomorrow. Yeah, but, but it's never, anyways, it's like, never not love. It's never, it's not never love. not love. No, never not. But this, this split had to happen. I would say, end of Winter Circle two. So it was 2014. It had to be like early, early 2014, mid 2014 around that. My time man, frame. my man is getting hot. My man knows the year. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember what year it was because Definitely honestly, what happened was twenty fifteen for I, me. I'll talk. I'll talk. It was twenty fifteen for you. For you, it might have been, but for me, it started to be like twenty fourteen because I was just like, yo. I remember telling myself, I'm like, yo, I gotta, I gotta change up how I approach things because I think what was getting what my problem is. Everybody had their own separate things happening. And the group was built and set up a certain way that everyone's kind of independent, but we were all kind of moving like a conglomerate at the same time. Which was the fire thing about the group at the time. Which was, but it was like nobody, everybody kind of was on, like we were splitting up into fractions. You You know what what it was? You know what? Well, from my perspective, part of it was egos. People started to get egos at that point. And when you move in separate but together, but there's egos involved, it, it gets nasty. Because then it's like people start to do things in a certain type of way. And honestly, I'm not even talking about the dudes. I'm talking about the, the girls at the time. They, they had egos. And because they had egos, they wanted to shine more than the niggas that was actually doing the work at certain times. And I think that that kind of started to, to add a little flavor to the drink as well. It did. And and for me, bro, and, and I can only speak for my personal things, I feel like I was stuck in the middle mm. because that's true. I was close to everybody individually. That's true. You feel me? So when conflict happened within the group, I kind of played the middle ground for mad shit. So I was hearing the conflict from all sides of the fence. And at some point I decided to myself, I'm just like, I have to put distance between everything because I started to realize who personalities I agreed with more and whose personalities I got along with better, mm. who was bringing less tension, who just got my vibe and worked to my vibe. Cause I was also at a point in my life where I was like, who do, who is D flow productions and what does D flow productions bring to the table and what I could actually do for me Introspective. and establishing my business. You feel me? So, I started to make decisions and I started to like think about, I don't, 
I fuck with so and so, but I don't fuck with so and so at the level I think I fuck with them. You mm-hmm. feel I me? Mean? Like I know this person. That's my dog. We're cool, but we don't get along well. Certain you people were I mean? putting nasty energy out there too. Yeah, it was the energy. The energies were all never, over. Yo, I'll never forget. I'm gonna throw this shit in there. I don't give a fuck. Never forget, son. We all was at D Flow's crib, and we were supposed to be recording. And two people, I'm not gonna say their names, came in, and the energy instantly oh, got crazy. Shit, I remember that day. I remember that day. It's, at that moment, we used moment, to have fiestas knew, at the son. apartment, son. Yo, we really used to be there turning the fuck up, son. Yes, yeah, having full blown yo n- motherfucker yeah, niggas booth. niggas they don't, they don't shot know about none of these things. Niggas shot videos in your house, music videos, videos at the crib, bro. Oh full on music videos, bro. Oh we we God. did listening parties. We had sessions. We had. Damn, so you had stuff for your kids. Time, you had stuff for your kids at the stuff house. It was all there, bro. Um, man, beautiful times. Though. I I don't have no regrets about it. It nah, was wonderful times. Not at all. It was never wonderful that. times, but I, it there was a split that happened in that year, man. And I remember at that point in time, niggas was like, "Yo, you fucking with so and so more. Yo, you doing this more and more." I'm just like, that's not even the case. It's just. And that's corny. It's just, that's corny to me. In 2014, it was, in 2014, I broke up with so and so, and when when that breakup the 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 first time, we're not talking about the second time. When the breakup happened the first time, I honestly, honestly, this is probably a bit more dramatic than it was back then, but that shit was like distinguished versus the world. How could you break up with her? I can't believe that. And I was just like, nigga, I didn't even break up when she broke up with me. So whatever story was being put out there was being put out there. And 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 I distinctly remember when her music video dropped in the summer of the breakup. And I was like, all of this shit in the video that's happening, didn't I just do this with you in the relationship? I'm like, wow, that shit hurt. That that's when I knew shit was was different. And then I feel like at 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 some point, either before or a little after that, me and X wasn't even talking. How we used to talk. Like how we talk now. Like almost every fucking day. But like that stopped. And then I remember I feel like, yo, I don't even think I was working that summer. So I felt very, very like isolated, like alone. Like I didn't know where to fucking go. So when you saying D Flow, I was trying to figure out who D Flow was. Nigga, I was trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> like, I'm like, we was just doing yeah. these shows. We were just in the studio, and then the, I remember it, like, that. It almost felt I like when the relationship ended, I didn't have any friends. Like that's how I felt. That shit was crazy. No, I remember. I remember that time distinctly, and I feel like, oh man. I feel like there was a lot happening at one time on all facets. Like it was, it was that breakup um, going, and the show on was ending and, too. The show was ending. The show was ending. It was the breakup. Um, that breakup really had niggas stuck in the middle. I'm gonna let that. <laughs> that was one of the things that was really like 
that was one of the things that kind of just had niggas stuck. Because it was like, on one end, I understand what happened, this, that, and the third. And on the other hand, I'm like, I can see where the flaws in each person that contributed to the breakup or contributed to this, to that, whatever may have you. And like, I get how it ended. But at the same time, it was just like, yo, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to really navigate this because can they be in the same space? Are they going to be weird? Are they going to do this? Are they this, that, and the third? It just was a weird feeling. I know for me, my feeling of, of removing myself from the whole thing happened in 2015. I was only working with Flo at that time. I wasn't really dealing with anybody. And that was when we was doing reverberation. Um, and I remember just, I was, I felt like that was the time where I was in a dark place. Like, I felt like that was when I didn't know it at the time. Like I didn't know until afterwards that I was depressed and that depression just came from all of the goofy shit that we dealt with that year before, because I was dealing with a particular person and she did like some wild shit at the time. I think she would say herself that she did some wild shit at the time. That was wild. So, so like, you know, me, I'm the type of nigga that shit just rolls off my back. So I didn't really even entertain it like that at the time. But what I didn't realize is that the shit was affecting me. And it was like, yo, what made me realize it. And I always say this, I went on a family fucking cruise, took a picture. Looked at the picture, a nigga had a pot belly. I ain't never had a pot belly a day in my life. Never could even gain weight at, at no point in time. And I was like, yo, how the fuck did I get a pot belly? And then I was like, nigga, you've been eating buffalo wings and burgers. And burgers. <laughs> three days out the week. Religiously too. For two years, nigga. Like, what do you mean? How did you, you get a pot tell belly? You could nothing about his buffalo wings <laughs> and fucking burgers. That nigga will get eight buffalo wings, burgers, and fries. And fries. And wax that shit down like it's nobody's business. <laughs> like, we had a spot. There was a spot we used to go to all the religiously. time. Religiously. Religiously. That shit done closed down. I was heated. I was heated because those are the best buffalo wings I those ever had in my life. Right there. The wings there was, we used to go there all the <laughs> time. I'm trying to nice. remember the name of the spot. What, what was the name of the spot? Spinners? Flipsters. 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 I remember that shit. Yeah. I remember I'll that shit. That shit. It's a me fucking Flo, Starbucks now. It might have been every Friday. Me and this nigga was, was probably up. every Friday, bro. And, we used and to go there talk about long. music and, and eat wings and get burgers. That's and a fact. Of First it, of all, we got to let these, yo, we did a lot. <laughs> We did a fucking we did, lot. We did do a lot. We spent no, we spent a lot of time we, together. We did. We, spent a lot of time. we did projects. We had a fucking TV show we were working on. Yo, we did a lot. We a we fact. were doing a lot in like two or three years as a conglomerate <laughs> and moving them together, son. I always say this, son. 2013 was probably the most creative year I had in my life. Oh, no. 2013 was stupid. Yeah, 2013, 2013 was the year. It was so much happening. I did stupid. like 80 songs that year. I'll never forget because you beats. you kept saying like, yo, I did like a hundred songs <laughs> in a year crazy. between all of y'all. I did a hundred songs. R&B, fucking dance hall, hip hop, pop. Like, I that was a year and a half. That, yeah, I, was, I wish I could go back to that creative period, bro. I, I would love to be in that creative space again. Highly motivated. Just cranking out shit and it was all fire. I just want to go it back to that time. It was definitely all fire. Zone. 
We were oh, just man. we were just in such a more free flowing space, and I know we can get back to it. And maybe this conversation is part of getting back to it. It feels like it for me, but um, I didn't even know we was gonna have this conversation. Nah, it is not on the docket. Like, it's fucking JT. It's, JT did it, man. <laughs> JT. J, JT did this shit, man. But it's not. I, I think she 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 made a great point with that though, because it does make you realize one the type of person you are and who you're willing to hang around, but also the type of energies you want around you in particular times. And it's hard to meet a friend that could do everything. A lot of times we confront our what compartmentalize our yeah. friends, and you know we put them in these brackets. Like this is that person I go hoop with. This is that person I go turn up with. This is that person I want to play video games with. This is that person I don't want to do that with. You don't meet a friend that kind of checks off all the boxes, especially at our age that we're moving at now So that's, we're getting older. That's why I said I think we fucked up the friendship because the one thing that I do feel like potentially we don't do enough of, and if we're ever to get back to just like an inkling of what 2013 was, is we don't make time for each other. I don't think that that is something that we do. We make time for each other for the podcast, for business shit, but we don't make time for each other to just be like, yo, all all three of us come link up. We just chilling for the day or yo, we all going. I'm trying to start that back up. And now our group has expanded a little bit. And I told Suave and Suave is down. So I was like, yo, we should do like a brunch or just a man's like all of us just come together no, no chicks. But everybody's so busy. You fucking talking about this nigga Suave. This nigga was just doing some shit with one of these fucking rap artists. But the nigga like, Suave, everybody's moving. But that's so the thing. The nigga Suave is down. So if the busiest nigga out of out of all of us who flying all over the country is like, yo, just tell me when, then we don't got no excuse for it, my nigga. Like that's true. You know, we just honestly, got, bro, we gotta I, get back I'm to. I'm not it. gonna hold none of y'all niggas, son. Nowadays, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And, I, and I'm, saying, I'm saying this shit because it's where my mind is at now in my life. When I get free time nowadays, bro, I literally just want to do what I consider are my hobbies now. It's crazy because mm-hmm. music has come out of that realm for me, where it's like I'm just doing it for fun. Music is, is my job now, so it's like I get up and I make my schedule and I know what I got to do for the day. So when I do have downtime, I'm just like, yo... I want to play my Xbox. I want to watch my anime. <laughs> and the rest is for the family. So it's like, maybe I do, I have to make that conscious decision now to be like, yo, I'm going to take that time that I would spend, you know, doing the shit that I consider my free time to be like, I, right, I'm going to make this time for my peoples and I'm going to go out and I'm going to go turn up with my guys for a little bit. And it's just where you are in your life right now. That's yeah. just where I am in my life right I now. I mean, so, it, and I think it's just about all of us being conscious about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all of us, I think, saying like, yo, once out of the month, we got to do a link up. We got to start incorporating that into what we do because like once out of the month is not crazy. But it's like once out of the month, let's all get together and do do what we do, have some laughs, have some catch up like catch up that's the part that we're not doing we're not catching we're catching up on the podcast but even this is two hours i'm sure there's mad shit that be happening in our weeks one that we don't want to say on air and two like that we don't even get to half the time so it's like 
I know with me and Distinguish, we get that time before the show when we in the office or after the show or, you know, even when we do it from home like we're doing today. Um, but I know that... Shit. Me and X, me and X probably do more catching up, Be you know, because of the podcast than we actually would if we actually didn't have it. Because imagine now if it was just X is working on you know, undefined glory shit or some brand new prints for a client or some graphic work or, you know, in your new position at work. And then D-Flow is just strictly just working on music 24-7. And then I'm over here trying to fucking stop world hunger. Right. It'll be tough. It'll be tough because when you look at all of us individually, individually, we are three very complex men. It's more than what means. Some people just may look at the podcast and be like, oh, that's them. No, no, oh, it's yeah, not. No, you don't get temper. <laughs> it's so much more to these niggas than talking, talking shit, or having real in-depth conversations on a two-hour podcast. It's so much more. Yeah, we we don't even we don't even touch the the surface. Um, oh no, nah, no, nah, they definitely don't. I mean, we we talk about the the we talk about certain things, but and we both we all know what the personal conversations are like, and when we get on the phone and we have these personal conversations and. They're two hours long or an hour and a half long. And that's just scratching the surface of catching up. Man, Sometimes, I call Flo. I started calling Flo. I didn't realize it. I started calling Flo like once a week lately. And just <laughs> we just been shooting the shit about anything. But anything, the conversations yeah. be mad funny. And I'll be like, yo. And a lot of times just, we, we're not even moving from a lot of topics. We we, we might stay on one or two one topics topic for the two whole hours. time. <laughs> Talk about and that's just that. Certain shit like. But um, nah. We gotta get back to it. We gotta get. We gotta incorporate that. We gotta start um doing that. And I was the last thing I was gonna say was like because there's so many different opinions now from our friends group, and I think like distinguish sometimes me and you have conversations, and you might be used to my opinion, or maybe you've heard my opinion, so you kind of feel like oh X is gonna say some shit like this. But now getting a different opinion from suave or getting it from flow or getting it from some of our other associates and they'd be like oh shit nah three people saying this shit so maybe there's some credence or oh nah that's just x on an island by himself and these other niggas got different opinions on this you know what i mean like <laughs> like all of those things i think will add to the friendship and i think i know one thing for sure the friendship isn't going anywhere it's just Nothing that doesn't get nurtured grows. So if we want to continue to grow the friendship and keep it a brotherhood and not something where it was like, yo, from 2012 to 2015, we was mad close and then we never got that close again. It doesn't have to be that. We we just need to start nurturing it again. So that's my last uh, final piece on it. I agree. I agree 100 percent. And I'm I'm getting back to that point little by little. Me too. I think I'm, I'm 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 willing I'm willing to open back up again because honestly I was just like all right y'all niggas gonna figure it out I'm gonna highlight everybody on a different nah, time. Nah, I, I when... distinctly remember when <laughs> D, when Flow shut down. That's D Flow favorite fucking word. That's that nigga I, favorite I, I word. I never I forget. Probably said it. I and think... that's gonna be my last. You did say that. You said that a lot. You said that a lot to me, nigga. I remember talking to you a lot around that time. You was like. Yeah, y'all niggas just got to figure it out. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, here I am trying to get closer to the nigga that just did fucking Inception and Eat. Then the breakup happened. 
This nigga's like, yeah, you and her, y'all got to figure it out. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was a... I was, on, I was having on? conversations with was everybody, so, man. I was so... Yo, bro, I was so upset with you, bro. I was so mad at you, I was, bro. I was so fucking I was mad at For Distinguish, I feel like some, sometimes with me and you, I feel like there are times where you just need to go on a journey on your own. Like, I don't... I feel like I'm baggage or I'm... Like whatever you're going through, like because I I feel like on one end of it, you revere me so much that like my input might infringe upon whatever the journey is that you need to go on at that moment in time. Like I think a prime example is the last kind of two years or whatever, the self-discovery journey that you've been on getting back from one of your previous breakups. Like I felt like there was no no space for me to be in in that. I was like, "Yo, distinguished got to do this on his own." And then wherever he lands is where I come back in, and I have to just accept wherever he lands. And then that's that's where we pick back up. But in the midst of it, I was mm. like, "Yo, you gotta you gotta do it on your own." Like you would you was hanging with a different crowd. You was doing you know, a bunch of different new shit. And it just seemed like you was trying to, you were just discovering new things about yourself. And I was like, yo, I don't know if I have a space here. So like that, I think, mm. that I think is like, has happened a couple of times within the friendship. I think maybe that time where you felt like me and you was disconnected, it might've been one of those moments. But it's never been for me like a, I don't fuck with this nigga. Like that's never been the scenario. I know you know that, but I'm just reiterating. It's never been that type of, energy from me has always been a like yo i don't there's no space for me here if i if if i input myself i feel like i might be interrupting whatever it is that distinguish has to do for himself to get to a space where he feels comfortable and good again damn i i i don't i don't know what to say about that damn that's some shit that 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 has me thinking i'm not thinking about well, I think about it, but I'm not thinking about it as much as how you expressed it, like the repercussions, mm. <laughs> the, 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 the repercussions of when your friend is going through it and you're like, damn, I know this nigga loved me a lot. This nigga wrote poems about me. This nigga done bought me, you know what I mean, sentimental gifts. This nigga done um, put my name in rap songs. This nigga done did so much so... Yo, that's between him and God. I just gotta leave him to fuck. He just gotta he, he gotta take that walk with Jesus by himself. Yeah, cause I mean, sometimes if you if you infringe on somebody's growth process, you fuck it up. And not not only that, not not only just for the person, but you fuck it up for yourself because, like, you're inputting yourself in a situation where you don't have a place, and it's not your place to be there. And sometimes that's the feeling that I get. It's like this there's no place for me to be there. If I'm there, I think I'm I'm just I'm not gonna add anything positive to this. It's only gonna it's only gonna add something that's either doesn't even need to be there in the first place, or it could even turn out to be negative. It could feel like maybe I'm judging this nigga and I'm not judging this nigga. This nigga's doing what he needs to do for him, but maybe I don't understand a hundred percent. Maybe I don't understand it at all. And it's like me inserting my my not understanding what's going on into this situation can only maybe convolute the situation where now maybe he's like, yo, well, why doesn't X understand? 
Or it can make it seem like it's negative. Like, yo, why are you judging what the fuck I want to do with my life at this moment in time? I'm a grown ass man. I know that that will never, that's never really been the energy, but it could be the right. mindset. It could be like, nigga, like, are you looking down on my decisions? Like, are you looking we like at me like I'm being weird? And it could be like, nah, I just, I'm trying to figure it out or I'm trying to figure out how do I place myself in that. And sometimes you got to realize for yourself, just don't place yourself in it. Just watch it and be there when that person wants you and they need you, they'll come to you. They'll let you know when they need you. You don't need to insert yourself in the shit because you'll you'll fuck it up. <laughs> you'll you'll do something before that's unnecessary. Be, be, before we move on to the next topic because I know it's getting late. Damn, bro, that shit got a nigga low key emotional. I'm about to say a real thing right now. I don't, I don't like what my personal relationships with women, like my deep relationship, not like flings or chicks that you know I fucked here and there. I don't think I like, like, looking at it now as a whole, I don't think I like how my most serious relationships have done to this friendship. Mm. So I take accountability for that. D-Flow, I had no idea, you know, you felt that way, you know? So, you know, as your friend, I, I apologize. I, I I did not know you, 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 you felt that way. I didn't, you know, I didn't rationalize in my head what is this doing to D-Flow? He listens to my music. He listens to her music. He records me. He records her. He's making beats for her. He's making... So, yeah, I could see how you're in the middle. And then also your wife. That's... I, that, I, I could also that, see because <laughs> I, I, I do remember the strain. I do remember the strain. Like, you know, and I love your wife to death. But I do remember... I remember distinct... And I didn't feel like the little brother anymore. I, 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 I remember the pull. And I was like... Oh, both of them don't fuck mm. with me. Like, oh, both of them don't fuck with me. Wow. Like, I remember it distinctly. And then I remember how, you know, because X was also in the middle at one point when I started my new relationship and I see the position that he was in um, because I was quiet about um, getting into a new relationship. And then when I got into it, it was like, Snickers in a relationship and then it was like well you had to have known type shit and it's like nigga i didn't know a goddamn fucking and i didn't even i didn't know this nigga was in the fucking pond thought the nigga was still in the ocean he was in the pond now. yeah nigga because so, you left me in an awkward know, position nigga because yeah like, we yeah. had that conversation but it was like at the time niggas didn't know and we we were in a particular friend group where we all were flirty Everybody was just flirting around, yeah, yeah. saying silly shit. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it was serious, sometimes yeah, yeah. it wasn't. But I remember that yeah. particular situation, and I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna jump in front of this this trainer, and I gotta, I'm gonna take this shit head on because I'm not finna to wait six months into their relationship, and next thing I know, it's like, yo, you know, X did da 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 da. Nope, yo, D, this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know shit. Now that I know, you ain't got to worry about nothing, King. Trust me. Like, you got nothing to worry about. You know what I mean? But, yeah, not, I think that there was just a lot of quiet separations that happened at that period of time. And damn, none of us that's knew. The, that, that, that's the name. That's, that's the, the name, name of the podcast episode. Yeah, quiet quiet separation. I like I it. Like I fuck with it. But I think none of us knew why Jeez. we all... Because it wasn't that... I don't think any of us tried to intentionally keep the shit from... I think we just didn't know what the fuck was 
separating us at the time. Until afterwards. That's true. Until at, we reflected. Like, I definitely think some of your relationship stuff was like, it, it always was on some like, yo, damn, this nigga's really affected by this shit. Um, but also, this person was our friend that is no longer like, no longer really in the mix because they were in the mix as a partner. And so, like, yes, we built a friendship with them and this, that, and the third. But at the same time, it's kind of like, not that we can't talk to them ever again, but it's it's kind of like the reason to is lessened. And then right, I'll never forget the situation between you and, and the first girl that we all you know knew you were dating turned into her not fucking with me. And I had nothing to do with nothing. Which was crazy. Actually, Which was both of crazy. Us. Both of us. She she stopped fucking with both of us, but still wanted to. Y'all y'all know what was happening. Yeah 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 yeah. We know. What and <laughs> I had to yeah, shut yeah, that yeah, shit know, down and was just like, hold hold hold. You can't. hold the fuck up. <laughs> you can't have your cake. This was nothing to happen. Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And that made me feel like, yo, you trying to use us? We we were only a ends to a means. And you're still trying to hold on to the ends to the means, but you going around saying you don't fuck with us. They don't. That don't make no sense. That like, don't work. <laughs> yeah, that ain't going. That, that ain't. That don't it. work. And you I know what I mean? Like now, nah, play girl. That ain't. That ain't how this is finna go down. You gooch. Yeah. Gooch gooch. But I said, I said that because. Yo, tell this fucking episode now getting we, too crazy. Yeah, you giving you, we, we giving them too much, man. We, we can leave it after this. We, we can leave it after this because <laughs> okay. State your point. State some your shit, point, sir. Some shit, some some shit was said to me the other day, and I was like, wow. One 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 of my really good friends, she was like, distinguish. I liked the first girl, and then it didn't work. I liked. The second girl. And then it didn't work. You don't see what you're doing to me? You're making me fall in love with people that you don't end up being with. Please don't bring nobody else to me unless that's going to be your wife. That was said to me in front of like seven people. I was like, whoa. The whole table got quiet. I was like, wow. I mean, that's some real shit. That's That's some real shit right there. That was some show. She kept it. And and I did her wedding. I did her wedding. So she was like, I don't understand like all of the love that you give to me and my husband and everybody. She's like, everybody loves distinguished, but she's like, it's like you, you can't stay in love. Like, what happened? I was like, wow. Man, that's deep right that there. shit low-key hurt too at the table. I was trying to hold that shit in. I was like, man, that shit kind of hurt. Yeah, I mean, she was speaking some real shit. Yeah, you is. gotta take a drink after that. You gotta, you gotta pour yourself a shot after that. <laughs> and I think, <clears throat> nigga, I definitely was drinking. I definitely had a. We drink. could definitely doubt. Now go ahead, Flo. Now say so you gotta have a drink after that. I, I don't even drink a lot, but I would have took a shot after that. I'd have been like, you know what? <laughs> well, what you got? All right, let me let me just get something real quick. And, and I, I think I, we I gotta definitely mellow this shit out. can delve more into that on a on a Patreon episode because I agree. I mean, to some, I know what she's saying. Rather, now maybe I agree, but I know what she's saying, and um, yeah, you know, like it, that hurting. I mean, I'm, I'm sure on the flip end of it, like for me, like I'm sure y'all probably we joke about it uh, often, but I know 
it probably bothers y'all when I'm like in these situations and either these girls do something crazy and y'all be like, y'all wish nigga, we always talk about nigga that. for a we always talk about- <laughs> I almost got on your case the other day. I don't know if you sense it. I kind of pulled myself back a little bit. I was like, let me let me not get on this case. Let me let me let him rock. Yeah, I was like, yo, this nigga X boy. I don't know. I don't Say know this where, where I'll be finding certain. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Flo definitely got on my case the other day. Nigga, Flo was like, nigga. <laughs> but nah, it, I I think that that particular special someone may be coming soon. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I hope so, man. I hope so. Um, you deserve it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about those things on on Patreon. Y'all got a lot. Um. Yeah, they they got a lot this episode, man. They got they got they got some gems. They got some shit. They, they definitely did get a lot. God damn, God damn we, you, JT. Still, Yo, I'm gonna tag JT. We only gave them the surface shit too. We yeah, ain't really we ain't get, get that into deep. nothing. We ain't mentioned no names. We ain't really say too much. Nah. Just know niggas been rocking for nearly ten years. Just know that. So before we get the fuck up out of here, um, did y'all see Insecure and how they had Lawrence looking? <laughs> yesterday they had- I didn't get a chance to watch nah. it man oh. nah I didn't see it please watch it they had Lawrence looking crazy yesterday they had Lawrence looking crazy okay um, definitely watch it within today and tomorrow and finally for our politics segment cause I gotta download the HBO app yeah all, all this other stuff that's on here we fuck it y'all get it another time but um, for the politics segment I really don't like how they are sensationalizing this uh, Ahmad Aubrey case. They're making it seem like Yo. it's a fucking pay per view to watch. Uh, oh my god, uh, the jogger, the jogger case, or whatever they fucking called it. I'm like, yo, what are y'all niggas doing, son? Like, this is the wildest shit I've ever seen. I guess they saw oh with um with uh what's his name that happened over the summer two summers ago. Um, George Floyd. George Floyd. Oh, we we made a killing off of that R- shit. Rittenhouse. Oh, Floyd. Yeah. Okay. So now let's uh let's do it again with Ahmad. I have like, no words. I don't know how y'all feel about this shit, but this shit is disgusting to me. Yeah. They doing too much. Let's put these niggas in jail and keep it. I have no on. words. Facts. They, 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 there's no there's no words for yeah. describing. You stop a a young nigga that y'all niggas just happen to be cruising around with shotties and and shit in y'all pickup truck. And y'all run up on a kid because y'all thought he was in a house robbing a house that hasn't even been fully built yet. Get the yeah, fuck out of here. Come on. Come on. I don't want to hear nothing Throw about these niggas in the jail. Niggas. That's, that's all I need. Um, What's the tough knot? The whole fucking episode, <laughs> nigga. The, fuck? the whole episode, bro. Like, what the fuck? There's really nothing. There's no quote that could justify all of the heartfelt googly eyed about to cry ass niggas on the show today i don't i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna just say you know just looking at d flow shirt friendship is not a game it's not a controller it's not a pc it's not fucking vanguard that just came out it's not god of war your friendship is not a game that's the tough now it's not a game sometimes the friendships is realer than your relationships facts um, what would dad say? Um, well, I'm about to be on a trip for seven days, so. Yo, my fucking God. <laughs> Fuck up, nigga. All right, son. I told you in the All text. Right. I, we spoke about it in the text. 
Um, but I don't care. Within within this trip, that is a celebration of life. But beyond that, some of you know that I've been saying that I'm going off the grid December 3rd. I'm not necessarily not going to be reachable on social media. You'll probably still be able to be posting on that. You'll still be able to see me on social media. But what that means is I had to come to the conclusion the other day that I spend way too much time pouring into too many people. Way too much time making sure that other people are good. Way too much time financing other people. Way too much time just doing a lot outside of making myself and my family good. And so December 3rd is the final day that I plan on doing that. And then I'm taking another six months to just pour into me. That's it. Not Nobody that doesn't fucking pour into... Like, obviously, the people that pour into you, you pour back into them. So you already know that the close, the family and the, and the tight-knit friends, they will still have access. But everybody else, I'm not pouring into y'all no more. I'm sorry. I can't. I got to take that energy... I got to take that time. I got to take that money. And I have to pour it back into me. Um, and that means six months of y'all niggas not getting access. It really, it's really what it is. And I encourage everybody who needs to do that to do that. You got to find time for yourself. A lot of us don't realize how much we give to other people because it's just normal for us. It's normalized. You feel like you just like, yo, it is what it is. But then you got to sit back and you got to look and you got to be like, yo, I just spent $200 on an outing with somebody that in two weeks is going to act like they don't know my number. And then in the next two weeks, they're going to hit me up like they didn't just disappear for two weeks and expect me to want to go out and hang out with them again because partly they know that they ain't got to spend shit when they out and they can... They can call it whatever they want to call it, um, or that person that always wants you on the phone with them to vent their feelings to you, but when it's time for you to call them, they they on the phone sounding annoyed that you talking to them. So it's like Damn. you got to sit yourself down like I did, and you have to say to yourself, what am I doing, and with who, and why? Mm. And it's like, yo... You are financing the car that you know is going to break down as soon as you pull it off the lot. So what is the purpose of you doing that? Instead, save the money and go get the Mercedes S-Class that you was looking at. Damn, so I'm rubbed off on this nigga, son. (laughs) All these goddamn years. Um, Thank God. I'm so fucking proud of this nigga. I wish I was a bad bitch. Man, I'm I'm just so happy all these conversations worked out, man. man. (laughs) I'm I'm so happy right now, son. I've been telling this nigga to do this for years, bro. You don't know. This thing which knows, because he knows. X knows what I'm talking about. I've been whispering this shit, in, well, whispering your ears wild. But I've been telling you. <laughs> I've been telling this nigga for the longest to fall back and focus on XAB. But I'm glad he's making the conscious decision to do it, bro. I'm happy for you. Yeah, bro. I mean, I, there's music that I need to make. There's business ventures that 
I need to finance and there's art that I need to get back into, books I need to read. And I'm like, yo, I shouldn't have this hard of a time finding time for this shit. Why am I either too tired to do it or why do I always feel like I don't have the time? And it's like, well, if you spend it, I did six months already, but I was like, nah, I need a, I need a six months where it's, it's really go time. It's, it's really no access. Niggas don't got no access. It's look like at the this, shit man. and it's like, damn, that's rough. But it's like, I'm looking at it. When I did the first six months, I was like, yo, in the gym every day, walking the park, seeing the results, seeing the difference on that and reading books, getting that knowledge, like having time for myself again and being like, oh shit, I got time for myself. I got time to do these things that I said that I want to do and get into. And now it's like, it's getting cold. I don't feel like, like, it's definitely getting I, Yeah, I don't feel yeah, like pushing myself to be running these streets fucking January and February and March. So I'm like, yo, if I do the six months by the time it's May, um, June, I know May you probably want to do something for your birthday. So I'm trying to be available by that time, like fully. And it's like, yo, I ain't. I got to just do that because once I come out of that six months, I already know the elevation because the elevation I saw from the last six months was crazy. I started looking at shit different. Like I started seeing things and being like, this relationship is serving me nothing. <laughs> I, I, I need to no stop coins, doing this shit. Friend. Yeah. I need to stop hanging with this person. I need to not even not even on that type of time, but it's just like, yo, it's not on some like you can't do nothing for me or oh, this person ain't shit. It's just more so sometimes we are so two different mindsets and levels. You're an amazing person and I fuck with you. I bang with you. But some of this time that we spend in is wasting time because we're not on the same page about what needs to happen in this moment in time for our lives. You might be on some, I just want to still go to the club all the time. I just want to uh meet bad bitches i just want to drink i just want to do this i'm not on that time so anytime i'm spending time doing that with you i'm wasting shit you're getting something out of it because that's what you want to do i'm not getting shit i'm actually losing that that's a fact (laughs) and and you see the reason why i said earlier i'm at that point in my life where i'm really at a point where i'm just like when i have time for myself i make a conscious decision to do what the fuck yeah you watch anime yeah, yeah but that we heard that. That's 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 yeah, we heard that's that. comfort for me though. You feel me? And that serves a purpose for me. That that that's what I mean by like you gotta I could take that time and invest it in some other shit like I used to do. Yeah. And whether it's developing an artist, whatever it's making beats, whether it's whatever social me, social networking, whatever I want to do, I could do with that time. I choose to spend it on me because for me that's worth it. All that other shit ain't worth it. No more, at least. Yeah. You feel me? And that's what the reality comes down to. That's a fact. The older you get, the more you start to realize you need to pour into yourself a lot more, too. Um, but, yeah, we here. Another episode of Dad Has to Bow Ties. Y'all got a lot. Uh, and I don't know about y'all, but I'm out. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Peace. <laughs>